Hello, and welcome to Moonwise, a monthly podcast featuring conversations with women of power. I'm your host, Dorte Sophie Royal, and in this very special full blood moon eclipse episode, we'll check in with Susan Lipschitz of Everyday Medicine Woman to get some insight into this powerful eclipse season. But first, I'm very excited to announce that this episode marks the one-year anniversary of the Moonwise podcast. Exactly one year ago, I launched our first episode, and I'm so awed and grateful to sit here today knowing that we have an incredible and growing community around the podcast. This show has brought so much joy and beauty into my life, not to mention the amazing women who I've had the honor of speaking with and people like you who are listening. When I started this project, I was a new mom feeling somewhat isolated from like-minded community, and the show was a way to reconnect with my curiosity and passion for sharing ideas and uplifting the feminine. It's grown in ways I couldn't have imagined then, and I know that it will continue to evolve with all of your support. I so look forward to bringing you more life-affirming, deep, and insightful women-led media in the coming year. Thank you all for listening, for your feedback, for your reviews, and for passing the show along to your loved ones. One quick note before we talk with Susan, she'll be sharing a guided meditation and ritual in this episode that you can do in the two weeks surrounding the full blood moon eclipse. I encourage you to seek out a practitioner or healing professional if something comes up that feels too intense or overwhelming during this practice. Asking for help and seeking out someone you trust is an important part of self-care, and we're in a very potent time of reset, so please take care of yourselves. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for joining us for this very special eclipse season, one-year anniversary show. Absolutely my pleasure, Dorote. I am so happy to be with you and to be with what we have found to be this um, beautiful community of listeners of incredibly um, thoughtful and dedicated women on their for their own journey and their own healing. And I'm truly honored to be here. And I'm also really thrilled for us to be able to talk a little bit more about a full moon. It's wonderful to forecast and shine a light on what's shining a light on us on this very unique full moon. So I'm, gr- I'm really excited to, to talk a little bit about it and to share um, uh, a kind of a ceremonial ritual meditation that um, we can join in together to support our own work in this. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm so glad that um, we have this chance to talk uh, because it sounds like this upcoming full blood moon is going to be quite a doozy. And I'm really yeah, excited to hear your insights to help us all kind of work through this together. And we're in the middle of a three a set of three eclipses, is that correct, an eclipse season right now? Yes. Often there are two eclipses, one new moon, one full moon. This time there are three. Just to make their point, uh, there are three. And one began last time, uh, which uh, the in the new moon, uh, just before us, two weeks before. And uh, that was on the 12th of July, and that was in... Um, cancer. And so that new moon, so it's good to think about that because that was a solar eclipse, uh, meaning that the light of the sun was interrupted by the moon. It was a partial eclipse. 
and um, it really had to do a lot with launching into, because it was cancer, cancer is ruled by the moon, and has a lot of features related to our ancestry, to our self-nourishment, nurturing, emotional well-being, um, and really going deep into emotional memory and cellular memory. And so many people, I think even if we look at trends on on internet, social media, and how we exchange information, um, a lot had to do with us, uh, with radical self-care, with feeling really deeply emotionally charged about a lot. And I think it was also when we look at the collective level, this began the process of that of the immigration policy where children and mothers, even though it was longer, it sort of peaked around that time of awareness uh, and the angst and the pain that we were all feeling collectively for this experience for mothers and their children. Um, and that heartbreak and heartache and that um, ferocity of saying we don't, we're outraged with this experience in our heart was very much something that we would see um, an extension of how that new moon in cancer was really waking us up to all of us being um, change makers in saying we need to step forward and we need to come together as a wave of our emotional outrage and what we feel as all of us um, understanding, you know, what is unacceptable. Uh, as to a relationship of, of a child being protected by their parents. So, um, you know, I think there's something so much bigger going on that even though it's really painful right now, it truly is waking us up to, um, you know, a, a deep tipping point around humanity and how each and every one of us uh, can and need to take the outrage or take whatever might be stimulating a pain into an action that we feel we is right for us. Um, but to bring our voice forward, we really matter, and and uh, it's important at this moment. So I think this feminine rising, this really deep social action time, it's it is here, and all of us um, are feeling it so deeply. So that's that was behind us, as I say. That was informing the seeds that got planted that are now coming to fruition. Remember, new moons plant seeds and full moons then bring them to fruition. So here we are with that first solar eclipse. Now we're moving into a lunar, total lunar eclipse in its counterpart of um, Aquarius. And then two weeks from now, which we'll talk about at the next podcast, is that final eclipse for the season, which will be a new moon solar eclipse, and that will be in Leo. And so it's all got this method the, uh, of weaving together of self. So I think this eclipse cor- corridor is very deep into self self-understanding, self-care, self-realization, um, self-determination, and then self-expression. And Mercury will have just gone direct the day before until August 19th. So it's, again, not a time of going, oh, now I understand and I'm going to speak it and say it and act it. And Mercury's going, I'm in Leo, sitting on the other side of there, and it's really better to hold it, hold it with Mars being retrograde, hold it with, um, rather than taking action, the Mars retrograde is not going to really be um, able to bring it into form in the way that we'd really like. So we're holding the understandings that we're gathering, and we want to channel the emotions or the intensity of Mars not being able to take action. But we, we really want to hold it kind of like um, those individuals who, you know, if you let's say you're holding a big box or you're moving furniture and it's like, don't, don't let it go right now. There will be nothing good will happen. Everything will fall apart. Or if you're in certain yoga where it's like really deep holding poses through discomfort, this would be one of those moments where everything that moves through you 
I'm not saying hold to stagnate, hold to understand. It will all come together as we move through this eclipse corridor. Um, it, so it's it's that kind of, it's teaching us something, you know, about presence rather than, you know, impulsive reactivity as much as we might feel called to it, as hard as it is. So just jot that down. It will really serve us in the long run, even though it's, it's, uh, it is a teaching, to be sure. So that is my very long answer to say we are in a hot, hot, hot. And you can see this. Like, if you look at the, at the United States, even though we won't see this uh, total lunar eclipse, it, it will be not available to us in the Americas to see, but we will feel it. But we're in that hot season of summer, but also all these wildfires, you know, we're in Leo and Mars being retrograde and just a lot of activity around, um, around, you know, building up heat. You know, there's even people who are having kind of home fires with spontaneous combustion. I mean, things that we would say, what is going on here? You know, uh, so it is important we channel the intensity of what we're feeling. Don't just hold it and say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, implode. It's more utilizing methods to um, to channel it. And so for that holding, I'm, I'm curious myself and I'm thinking maybe some of the listeners are like, okay, remember to hold. And then is there like a release point? Is that August 19th or is it, is it kind of like a little more fluid than that? Well, um, I think what I would, I would say is utilizing physical uh, actions consciously. In other words, it, or or it could be intellectual. You know, it could be um, I'm going. It would definitely be don't process this with people you don't feel safe with. This is not a time to like just put Facebook pace soap that open that are provocative unless you're really, you know, just to know I can see this all the way through where I can be really clear about how I articulate this languaging of what I do and don't want. Like, don't be afraid to do that. But but I think it's uh, more. Uh, and we've talked about this before through safe individuals, people that we consider to be that we can unpack things unedited, or we can all, all do like we can all be in a collective intention. It's certainly um, breath work or breathing or meditation that's really uh, a sense of us utilizing and working with our breath and mantras with it. Like I'm breathing in calm and cool, I'm breathing out, you know, fear and anger or whatever that might be. Like we just start with that, let it roll through us. Um, actually finding cool waters, so cool baths or foot baths, or, you know, if we are lucky enough to be in nature and mountain streams or things of, of that, or even visualizing those, working them through the bodies. Um, visualization is so beautiful to embody in that way. Or going to the gym and doing some boxing or doing some hot yoga or um, something that, you know, we can really act. Bike riding, you know, this is seasons, at least in where we are in our country, most of us can get out, get outside, you know, and really use that. Um, uh, things that might be playing catch if you don't have a dog borrow one, you know, play catch or with kids or, you know, just get out and let the body express it, um, but just not in a way that that is um, reactive towards something else, unless you're lucky enough to practice archery or, you know, something that has a little bit of, of focus in it. So I would say that's, I wouldn't say no, like the art, it's not the art of literally holding it inside of one or holding our breath. It's navigating it through us, having the awareness of going, because the other thing this really activates is a lot of anxiety, right? Because that's the other side of it. Anger can move into just a lot of activation of tension. And when Mercury anyway goes retrograde because it's moving through, Mercury rules the mind, um, even though 
it will go retrograde in Leo, or it's retrograding in Leo newly, um, and Leo rules the heart, and real, Leo rules circulation. So a lot of people can start to feel like heart palpitations or, you know, just some of the circulatory energies that can feel like that. Um, so we don't want to go into fear. And that's the other part, is to just be aware of, wow, I'm, I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling a lot of, and you know, that kind of feeling of adrenaline moving through me. Um, let me stop. Let me take a few breaths. Let me know I'm okay. Let me ground a little bit. And then let me assess what just triggered me. You know, just some of those, those real go-to simple ways to deconstruct when we start to feel anxious or tense or reactive in general, I would say is a really good principle. Um, and then being able, when you say about being fluid, yes. Um, but the fluid comes out of strategic um, understanding, you know. And one of the things that I think will be really good about, um, so let me kind of go through what's going on with this um, total uh, eclipse. It's a blood moon eclipse, which, and it's, um, uh, it's in Aquarius. And so this is on the 27th. So Mercury will have just gone retrograde. So it's asking us or telling us or will, it's kind of got a, suctioning quality to it. It's a vacuuming. It's kind of like, okay, you can work with it collaboratively, but don't feel like you can elegantly control this or try to mastermind it. I think we're reading so much now about these moons that we feel like, oh, now that I've read about it, I can move through it. And it's like, this is, you know, organic, it's energetic, it's something that's subconscious, you know, so it's not something that we can feel that, um, we should be able to control it because we're spiritually enlightened beings or we're aware, or we're, you know, it's, we're still in the mystery. And I honestly, more than anything, if I ever say nothing else to everyone, because this is honestly what I have to keep working on too, is the more I surrender into mystery, the more I surrender, not, you know, just in that sense of something is so beyond the scope of my mind, something is so deep in my part of being a spiritual being or being a soul or being connected to our cosmic self, you know, being connected to astrology in the sense of the movement of universes and cosmic, the cosmic order and divine cosmic consciousness is just this sense that there is something greater than we'll ever truly understand that we're collaborating with. But in a very different way, you know, it's an, it, it really is one of, it's a dance. And so th what we understand when we're moving through these times, we, we invite the mind, we invite the body, we invite understanding, but the understanding is known to us the, the more we can surrender a little bit. It's not thinking about what has been, it's thinking about who we are becoming. Beautiful energy, which we're so needed right now. That's why we talk about as we move into the age of Aquarius of 2020, it's very much we're all in the precipice of who are we becoming. How do we bring that forward, which are these crises that we're looking at right now? So anyway, getting into Aquarius, that's really cool, you know, and literally cool. It's a little bit detached. But as it relates to us as individuals, I think one of the things that it's really inviting us to take a look at is... Because it's also about um, people that we hang out with, friendships, community, social media groups. It is very much about social media because it's fast moving and it's, it's what we connect with. Um, but it might be saying to us, those of us who've stepped on a path of our own creation and have been on that for a while and are maybe too isolated and feeling out of step with others. A lot of people are saying to me, I don't have friends anymore because I have had to let go of so many people that weren't vibing with me, that I didn't feel were on my path with me. And it's like, yeah, but that's isolating. And it's 
we need, it's lonely. So it's time for us to start to get out of the caves and really start to, um, you know, seek people that we can feel that we can vibe with and that we can have friendship and community and fellow or sisterhood with, you know. And on the other hand, this is also a discernment time of, you know, people that we've maybe had since we've been childhood friends or people that we've been hanging out with or people that were other people's friends that we just are really seeing like, I just don't feel good. I don't feel good when I leave that. I don't feel good in coupleship with this. It's not happening for me. And the south nodal eclipses will really, I think, show a lot of that because um, we have to be true to ourselves. It's a self-determinating full moon, um, self-defining. So in that, I think we are going to get a lot of clarity about that. And with Mars retrograde, with Mercury retrograde, you know, sometimes things blow up or we find that they blow up. And I don't mean that so much in like this emotional, big, dramatic thing, although Leo loves Leo loves a little drama and it is retrograding in drama. So move it into more creative form, but um, just really watch lower octave Leo versus higher octave Leo, which is nobility and um an inner child and radiance of heart energy, you know, um, as opposed to that other time where it can really feel like we act out a little bit and it doesn't serve us. It'll go awry. Um, but I think it's, it's one of those times where we, to thy known self, be true, you know, um, in that way. And I think um, that's going to really be powerful. And I'll look forward to hear from, our, from all of us to say, let's compare notes and see what did we discover from the South Node. It, it may be already happening. It may happen on that, literally on that, on our day to day on the 27th, and it may unfold the next couple of weeks. However, I will say, they talk about you know lunar are have all of the all of the eclipses when they happen on that. They're not just the one month cycle. They will go six months to two years that we will feel the themes and the rhythms. So we're really going to feel these for a while about this sense of creating, co-creating, and being, you know, the, the other thing that can really happen is we can find kindred spirits, we can find that, people we want to collaborate with that we haven't had in our path. These aren't just negative, these are really positive. So you might all find that um, if we've been putting prayers out or feeling a little bit stuck in how we're going to be innovative or find those people that we want to connect with in our businesses or in ideas or projects that we want to launch or ourselves or our family. And then a boom, there they are right at our doorstep. Or we might be those people for others. So really be aware of that with that, like I said, being out of the loop, being in the loop, looking what we're stalking, what stalking is stalking us. All of that's in there too. So it's being ready just being re- not not like fear based, but just going, okay, I'm I'm I you know may I be willing to be ready for that which comes in my life and that which leaves my life, and just be moving you know in that way. Um, so with this, um, one of the things that I, I wanted to mention with uh, you know this South Node, every single um, every single point uh, on the 365 days has a Sabian symbol when the Moon changes signs or when the signs are changing in degree. Um, and that happened on one day in 1925 by this collaboration of Mark Edmonds Jones and Elsie Wheeler, where they had these channeling major downloads on what each day, what's what was symbolically happening that was the tone of the day. And I'm saying this because I think it's so beautiful for this day of this full moon eclipse is the Sabian symbol is a council of elders gathering. 
And I just love that. I get chills when I think about that because we've been talking about that quite a bit, about eldership and counsel and not being alone and reweaving. Like when we think even about this year, um, Dorothea and I speak so much about this notion of reweaving a luminous web because the moon cycles, when we think about the sacredness of the moon cycles, they're reconnecting us to the sacred feminine, to the ancestry of remembering that um, there is all of these women, all of these gatekeepers, these medicine keepers, these teachers, these wisdom keepers that have come before us that we've gotten lost in in the understanding of of what we um, what's being you know what we as we weave back into what we are part of and what we are bringing through that we will be elders, you know, and um, we're restoring so much of that. and we want to do it in a in a way that is um, not taking but a way that is honoring and bringing form to um, and, and uh, connecting with. So in this notion, when we think about that um, new moon that we're still vibing from two weeks ago that was in Cancer, and we remember that Cancer is ruled by the moon and the cosmic mother, that she, when I talked about the outrage, the more beautiful thing is that the cosmic mother is saying, I'm here, I'm here and I'm with you, and your council of elders are with you. And so as we're in this moment, where we're reconfiguring in self, what is to thy known self be true, that is severing from us and that we're reconnecting with, and this blood moon, which also talks about even though it's a function of the earth, you know, creating a shadow over the moon, which then shifts from that kind of white luminosity into the blood um, hue, the rosy hue, but what it symbolizes for us is that it is, we, we talk about we're reanimating for all of us the blood mysteries for the feminine, you know, that we talk about, um, that we bleed and we don't die around our moon time, around our menopause, around our, you know, this whole feature that is mysterious and has been lost for us about the power of that and the grace of that. So these blood moons have been really coming very um, strongly in the last um, three years, I think since 2015. And uh, so it's it's the collective when we think about that, how amazing that is for us um, to think about that council of elders and for us, the council of, of divine feminine elders, the council of grandmothers, of the old ones that are coming forth and circling us as a planet, circling us as us as cosmic beings and circling us as individuals in our families and in ourselves and our communities. We are remembering um, this beautiful force and it's with us and it's guiding us. So I just love that Sabian symbol and I thought it was one for us to just, if you feel lost, if you feel alone, if you feel that even what's going on for us as a, as a world, as a culture, as a country, you know, to say, we really are not alone and we're really being guided. We're really at a tipping point and we are, we are standing up to, um, to something greater that we can bring our individuality to that will shift, you know, in that tipping point, we will co-create it. So I just kind of wanted to say that in a moment of hope because it's been kind of hard to navigate um, some of the heavy energies that are really upon us right now. Wow, that is a really beautiful image and very reassuring. Well, Susan, you mentioned um, in the beginning of our conversation that you had a meditation and um, ceremony that everyone can do themselves at home to help us um, work with the energies of this powerful time. So I'm wondering if you could share that with us now. I'd love to. Thank you. Um, 
So I, what I'll say about this is it can be right now um, uh, utilized as a, a meditation. You can listen to it and maybe look and see um, where, where the timing is in the audio and, and go back to it so that you can listen a little bit more. Um, if you want to jot some notes or you can jot the notes now and then do it on your own, whatever feels right to you. So that said, what I'd like you to, to do is to, um, you know, just get more comfortable in your, uh, in your awareness of how you're sitting. So just kind of adjust your body so it feels even more comfortable and think about, so when you want to, if you'd like to close your eyes and begin to take those first few breaths coming into the body, deepening the breath. And as you're deepening the breath, let's invite as a backdrop, even though this moon, the moon will, will by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but it is actually um, the longest eclipse cycle in this century. So I think it's an hour and 45 minutes, and um, it will move through more in the afternoon time, but it will, um, let's, for the sake of the power of this, so we can imagine the, um, it a little bit more dramatically, let's imagine that we're more in the early evening. So as we're breathing in, we're, we're imagining that we're uh, and louding, whether it's our imagination or our spirit or whatever part of us visions that will be um, outside and that we're in the full moon, so we're under the full moon. And as this process starts, what the process is inviting us into is the shadow, the shadow of the moon, which allows us to be a beautiful time of release, as we talked about with this self-nodal eclipse. So as we're breathing, what I'd like us to just so intuitively, first thing that comes to you with that 19-year cycle um, is what if we were in a moment where we had that magical ability to say, there is something that I just feel so inhibited, heavy, done with. It feels like it eclipses the buoyancy or the the ease of my of my self-worth or my self-esteem or my sense, you know, it interrupts my ability to move through my life. What would I love to let go of right now? What feels like it's time or I need to? And you might find a word that comes forth. So we're just going to breathe a little bit and see what wants to come forth spontaneously. And again, as I said, it might be a word, it might be a pattern, it might be a negative thought, it might be a person, a place, you know, just whatever comes forth that feels clear to you or is emerging. And then take one of your hands and begin to see as you're breathing into the body where you would locate. So some of us are, are aware of our chakras. Some of us are just aware of where it localizes in the body. So just allow the hand to feel magnetized to move as we're breathing into the body where we hold that awareness of what 
we need to let go of or what wants to be released. As I talked about, that south node can vacuum out. So let the, let the hand go to that part of the body where we feel it lives in the body. So intuitively, like the hand is leading. It can be your right or your left hand. And just let it, let it just go to that place. It might be your crown, it might be the back of your neck, it might be your throat, it might be your sacrum, it might be a knee. Just kind of notice where it's attracted to going, where it's magnetized. And as we continue our breath, remember the old Ouija boards some of you may have used, maybe I'm dating myself, but in other words, let the hand move with the body, move to where it really is located. So let the hand just move, be moved a little bit by the body and move it to where it really lives. Beautiful, okay. Now, as you're breathing into that space, let the hand release itself from that location and imagine that it's opening up a portal so we're in a safe place out in nature, we're in the shadow, meaning we're just in a beautiful space of safety and um, uh, protection by the darkness in this moment. And we feel that energy opening up and just as we open it up, so with gentleness, we are controlling this, we are guiding it. So as we open up and lift our hand, we're actually opening up and opening up the space to be gently exposed, and I mean that in the most beautiful way, to be revealed and just let what wants to come forth that's connected. It might be a memory, it might just be opening up to the ease as you're breathing to see how good it feels to say, I am releasing this thought this attitude, this person, place, thing, um, that which has been that I am complete with the learning of and I'm done with the form that it's been and I just can start to feel how good it feels to bring some air, to bring some aeration, to let it be freed. Remember, Aquarius frees, Aquarius innovates, Aquarius lets something go so we can be our true self-defined being and just start that process and aerate it and you might even feel if it if it's more dramatic that it's severed from you so in in this blood moon remember the ancestors you might even feel a guide starts to come forth and takes it from you and as you're breathing one of the guides that's available to us Artemis in Pallas Athena. Athena is very available to us because she's sitting um, on the other side of this full moon that will be awaiting us in the new moon two weeks away. She's in Leo right now. And she moves with a beautiful owl. So you might even feel an owl come in and an owl has that ability to see into the dark. And the owl might be the guardian of this moment for you 
in this shadow of the moon. So whatever we start in this process, remember the ancestors are there, this beautiful rosy hue of the Divine Mother is with us, whatever that means to you of the sacred feminine, of you being held in love, of you understanding it as being released. And breathe with that. And just for this moment now, place your hand back in to that space gently, thoughtfully, and notice how different it feels even in that moment. And so you're not closing in a way of obstructing, but you're protecting and you're saying, okay, like a moat, I'm going to gently and protectively, um, you know, close a door right there, close that portal so that I can do my inner work around what I just began. Taking a beautiful breath into that, and as you release that hand again, just opening both your hands to receive the moon as it's beginning to now come back into its light, come back into the beautiful luminous glow of the brightness of the full moon and feel that you're re-entering it with something having been released, a process having begun that will support self-definition, that will really allow that self-nurturing and as you move through the next two weeks will allow a sense as you move into the new moon that we'll be exploring of self-expression with Leo. So let's gently think about before we open the eyes, what would be a simple mantra that you can work with as you continue to do this and work with that clearing and releasing and embodying and holding a new belief system that supports this clearing. And then when, in a few minutes, when we complete the audio, we complete our podcast, that you'll just do a little bit of writing about, that then you can work with that mantra and your breath and revisit that space and see what else it might need, or you may feel complete in this full moon, beautiful release point and moment of self-realization. So let's gently now see how the body feels, opening our eyes, coming back into our community together. So visualizing that no matter where we are, we are all together and all in a sacred circle under the moon tent that Dorote has created for us. How did that feel for you? Wonderful and very uh, enlightening. I thought it was so fascinating that there's a place our mind tells us to go and then you took it to a different level where it's like, where is it really? (laughs) And I was surprised, but it was very, um, yeah, 
very helpful. Uh, my is my pleasure. And when I did this with myself, um, I found that to be true. Like I, I thought I was outsmarting myself. Like oh, I know, and I know what I'm releasing, and then it just went to something that was just so, so much more to the heart and so much more truthful. That um, was um, breathtaking, really, in a way. And I think that's the thing we need to remember: is when we do this with a lot of personal regard and gentleness. Um, the beauty of the healing will unfold, but not in a way that's harsh. And I think that's what we want to realize is, is there's no question that these eclipses are intense um, and we're, we, we really feel them. And yet, if we can understand that, um, that, that we can bring a certain kind of grace and a certain kind of um, regard and reverence for the process that we're in, um, and that it's not perfect, and that it's messy, and that it will be revealed to us down the road. And all we can do is bring our total surrender and engagement to it. Um, I think that's the way we will be held in a little more gentleness through the process. And I always see that no matter what happens, there is magic in it. And there is that, oh my God, this is really something uh, amazing. And the great thing, again, to remember about Aquarius is that Aquarius has that detachment where it can appreciate uh, what's going on and can take us a little bit out of the drama of it. You know, it's the me and the we. So it's really more interested. You know, uh, all the air signs don't really love getting into the mud and the mess uh, and the drama of it all. They kind of like to fly by. <laughs> they like to do a drive-by. Um, so this Aquarian full moon will, I think, help us cool down a little bit some of. Not, It won't be any less intense, but I think it will help us navigate a little bit more. Hmm, wonderful. And do you recommend even doing the meditation a few times, maybe over the course of the next two weeks to kind of tap in and see what comes up? Absolutely. I would do, and I would do whatever works for everybody. So um, if the if a visualization works better on automatic writing when you're getting, if you feel like every day you want to take a practice into a tarot poll, um, a really cool thing you can be doing is pulling uh, one, whatever deck you like, uh, one card for the moon, one card for the sun, one card for the earth, because that's what's in play. Um, what am I calling in? What am I letting go? What am I stabilizing? You know, what wants to be embodied? Um, anything like that. So you can work with your tarot, you could work with a movement practice, you could work with your garden and seeing what you're weeding out, what you're planting in, you know, um, what you're cooking, like anything that feels therapeutically sacred to you and that is meditative and has a rhythm to it um, uh, absolutely uh, just bring it in um, you could do drawings you could you know whatever works for you but I would say um, let it be a sacred process from the full moon as I said into the new collaborate with the moon never forget that we are lunar beings as women and we want to empower ourselves in that really beautiful um, mystical way and let it you know whatever wants to come forth yeah, thank you. Um, I think I'm going to go do some drawing now because that definitely opened up some beautiful things for me. So thank you. And um, wishing all of our wonderful listeners um, smooth sailing in this hot, full blood moon and this eclipse season. And thank you all again for listening for, you know, for some of you, this has been a one year cycle that you've been with us. And we're just so honored to have you in this community and under this virtual moon tent, as Susan said. 
Yes, and uh, just thanking everyone again, and thanking you, Dorote, and just moving through these portals um, w- with an understanding that we we have a beautiful rhythm. We're recovering, and um, it's one of it's it's awesome. So uh, no matter what goes on, remember that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the show. You can learn more about Susan Lipschitz at everydaymedicinewoman.com. And you're all invited to join us over on the Moonwise Patreon page for bonus audio, meditations, playlists, and other treats related to each episode. Visit patreon.com slash moonwise. If you enjoyed the show today, please rate us on iTunes and leave a review. Our theme music is Butterflies March by Sophie Cooper from her album Rewilding, available on Bandcamp. See you next time.